welcome back to the Beard of Baptists, uh, the podcast where we discuss everything relating to politics, some politics, uh, the current social climate, uh, ethics, um, and how these things relate to our lives as men, uh, how we navigate these things from a biblical perspective and a biblical worldview. Uh, I'm Darren. We've got John's back again. We brought him back. Jeans here. Two weeks in a row, right? Yeah, yeah. right. All And we're wearing the same clothes. Mm. Shh. Don't shatter the illusion. Okay. Sorry. Uh, anyway. They would well, have never known. Now. Now. Welcome See, we should back. just wear that shirt. We, have, we still <laughs> If you guys <laughs> would toe the line and, and like this represent. This benefit. Yeah, I thought. Of, of being part of this. Even volunteers at the church get, like, free T-shirts, man. What's going on? Yeah, hey, I'm not Big Eva, <laughs> so you're not getting a T-shirt for everything that we do here. Um, we wear that, though, every week. Then no one knows if we watched right. it or not. You're right. We can, like, record 10 episodes and make it look like we labored. <laughs> um, but we appreciate everybody for being here. Please uh, check us out. Check out our other... Speaking of this T-shirt, if you would like... To get something like this, if you're watching this, if you're listening to it, just imagine a um, a well dressed man uh, with a, with a perfectly quafted beard, wearing a black t shirt with our our bearded Baptist logo yeah, on it. Basically, and, looks like none of us. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> a, a, anyway, I don't want to break the illusion here, but you can go to sovereignjewelry.org, uh, order a t shirt for yourself. We've got t shirts, we've got sweatshirts for if you're in a cold climate, uh, or if you just want to be ready and prepared. Uh, you can get those. You, we've got our Redeeming the Family shirts, and you can even get a Providence Church t-shirt on there also. I might be sporting one of those in one of the future episodes. So uh, you can go there, but not just to go there to buy merch. You can find out more about Sovereign Joy and our ministries. You can uh, find more about Redeeming the Family. We have resources there for families uh, that address a lot of the issues that we face today. Um that kind of give you some helps in navigating those things. Uh, if you want to drop us a line, we have email at beardguys at sovereignjoy.org. Uh, you can tell us, you know, you love the shirts, you don't like the shirts. Uh, maybe you have a suggestion for a, sh- a show, a topic you'd like to hear us drone on about. You can let us know about that uh, as well. Um, you know, we have gotten some feedback from an anonymous Gene F who said we're awesome. I'm going to keep talking about that until we get another one. So, Send us one. Yeah, to shut better me do it up. quick. I'm tired of hearing. Well, we about did get it. a yeah. text message from our brother that liked a previous episode and found it enormously helpful for him. So and we are getting word of mouth yeah. and text messages, yeah. but please email. That does help. Email yeah. and comments would be nice to see. You know, yeah. more than just us or listen to the show. So, uh, but no, like we really want to discuss things that are pertinent to what you're dealing with. So let us know about that. Um, if you want to even donate to sovereign joy, you like what we're doing, not just this, but we have some other things planned, some other podcasts planned. Uh, you know, you can do that there as well. You know, hopefully we can get a camera that stops cutting out. So, uh, you guys have noticed that I did change the cord. I, yeah. I changed hopefully the power cord. It. So we're going to go. Uh, we'll, we'll give this episode a test run. I mean, you know, we, we got these new digs here, right? This new stu- Our design team. Let's give a kudos to our design team. <laughs> wow. Huh? And the production team. How about that? They were awesome. Now the carpenters, yeah. the the electricians that, that did was, all this work. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of in shock when I came in. Yeah. But yeah, it looks really, really good. Yeah. 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 The, you know, the brick, it looks nice. We got our brick back here. We got our, we got our guy up here. Um, what else? We've got, oh, we got our humidor back here uh you know thanks to uh that was another donation by gene f uh this guy is our top fan he's sinking um, a lot of time and money into this i'm just letting you know who's that gene f or that's or, right or our production team both okay all right because right now i'm thinking gene f's uh, uh donation is very small <laughs> so i'm just uh just saying that you know uh, but he's, it's got, not he's gotten that. a couple a couple of shout outs, so he's pretty much our only sponsor right now. So uh, yeah. besides besides Sovereign Joy and uh yeah. and the and the production team. <laughs> so, and uh but you know, we got this lovely you know, maybe maybe we have a giveaway of some signed <laughs> copies of this portrait back here. Um I'm not sure. Is this like uh, I can't tell if we're looking at the Unabomber or Grizzly Adams? I think that's Adams Gene F. Or, uh, is that 
that might be Gene F. Uh, but yeah, that's that's fantastic. So yeah, maybe maybe we uh, we give away some copies of that. Um, there's some I'm other sure little things here. Right now. You know, we've got our Godzilla here. He's protecting us. Uh, but um, it's a good idea, though. You should maybe we should give away a shirt. Oh yeah. To, <laughs> I've, I've yeah. got one gene. <laughs> well, we'll have to come up with something. You want this just, one? Just no. note. Just put it on the notes. We'll have to. We'll have to discuss this. Yeah. We need yeah. Something. Maybe to um, encourage comments. To encourage of, suggestions. To encourage something. Sure. Find something all of us can sign. Yeah, we need to bribe yeah. people. Yeah, <laughs> can we bribe people to doing this? Well, I was gonna say a cigar, maybe, but uh, that could be probably frowned upon. Mm. Who knows? Whatever. Uh, All right, let's yeah. get let's get to it. Yeah. So, oh, I turned my volume down on my sound effects. Pish posh. Okay. Oh. All right. So, last episode, um, I don't think there's, you know. Since we're recording this on the same night, there's nothing new culturally that's happened <laughs> in the last hour. So we, there's nothing great to talk about. Um, although I did, we did have the great. We were talking uh, off off camera, off microphone, um, that Miller and Coors missed a huge opportunity to jump in and be the anti, the opposite of the the woke, and they could have had you know just. I don't, whatever represents America represents masculinity. You know, Chuck Norris, you know, if, if, if that's still a thing, uh, some of the younger people are like, Chuck who? But Chuck will yeah. hear you question that. I'll just stand Norris by my is. comment. They're all woke. They're all in it. They all you have an so? agenda. Yeah, but okay. I don't look know. At, that's how it feels. Look at Jeremy's. Yeah. The, this brand. Jeremy's yeah. chocolate, Jeremy's razors. That, Jeremy's chocolate is going, was going crazy. That just proves... That it's not about the money. Yeah. It's about some agenda. It's but, about checking boxes, about virtue signaling or whatever it is to whoever these people are. Probably the politicians that, well, that make the tax but laws they went and the everything else. Way. They went when Hershey's well, put, I know. you know, did all that, but it was very profitable for them. So do you think they that was also just a more of a a stunt to make the money from Hershey's? No, I mean, I think legitimately they, they took that angle, but that's a small business. That's such right, a small business sure. opportunity. I'm, uh, ta- okay, right. I'm talking about major corporations that have, you know, influence in government. They've got um, uh, lobbyists and all, all that stuff. They're all the same. They're all connected. Yeah. It's all, you know, it's, Not well, to I, get- I, I guess I'm a. Not you to know, get too conspiratorial, hat guy. Yeah, not to but, get too conspiratorial. But if you go on the World Economic Forum, they kind of lay out their case. It's called stakeholder capitalism. Wow, yeah, man. exactly. And John's so that, taking this to a whole exactly, level. Yeah, I know. No, so yeah, that's, I know. That's exactly I'm what familiar with. Yeah, it, that's yeah. exactly what they're they're practicing now. They're trying to virtue signal to make sure that they stay in favor and power and reflect but, the views of the community. But, but they're not. Though. But they're they're not. But they're proponing the the values of whatever political system. It's whatever the elites decide are going to be the values of the society. Well, it's not really what our values are. But Pish posh. Anyway, I think yeah, what, what needs to happen then is if the Christian community truly did take a stand and voted with their yeah, purses huge. and pocketbooks, the wallets, and to as much as possible cut from all those things. Yeah, it's, That's the only way you're going to send any kind yeah, of it's not. It's not a boycott. It's more of a boycott because we have so many options now that you you don't need to get the name brand. You can do the off brand or the right. Christian brand. You can right. you can put your dollars and your values into this other resource and let the other stuff just kind of. So all the Christians should buy Coors beer. I'm not going to go on record. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But no, but, uh, but no, I think we just have to, and we're going to talk about this a little bit. But we have to start thinking of an alternative economy. How do we put forth our answer? Not just be anti this, but yeah. here, yeah. here is the answer. Yeah, here is what we're about, and it goes into returning the old ways. But, well, but, but a lot of a lot of Christ, the Christian community is is you know abandoning the world in a way, right? I mean, we've talked about this before. This idea, you know, this um, you know, be off in your little church world, and we're gonna be separate from. So they're not making an impact. We're not making an impact. We're not trying to take this on. Why aren't we setting the um, the tone? Why aren't mm. we setting the agenda? 
instead of just escaping yeah. from well, not to get ahead their agenda. I know when we were breaking down the season, we kind of talked about eschatology and that i think uh, that yeah. when we get into season two our eschatology is really going to kind of provide the backdrop for a lot of these things mm. uh, i don't want to give too much away but really if you're listening and you've never heard that word that's just your view on the end times uh mm. maybe spend a little time thinking through there go through the puritans uh go through church fathers go yeah. through uh other can i mean they're Guys like R.C. Sproul that land on one side, Vody Bauckham's on one side, and John MacArthur's on another side. So, I mean, there yeah. are faithful guys that have disagreed on their eschatology. Sure. But, I mean, start thinking about that. Yeah. And if you've been in church for a while and you're not familiar with that word, maybe you need to find a new church. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into, uh, you know, when we talk about this, this stuff, you're right. We're in this, let's go to our bubble. Let's yeah. stay in our bubble. Isolation. <clears throat> Instead of, okay, um, I'm going to start a beer company and I'm going to run that beer company to the glory of God. Mm. <laughs> Where's my crickets? <laughs> I had, it's not on this one, but there is a thing that does crickets. Yeah, okay. okay of course that, that's it. That's something that's kind of, Oh my goodness. Can I have a, can I have a brewery and, and be, uh, do that to the glory of God? Um, Look, I don't want to get into that, but whether it's a brewery, whether it's a magazine store, or uh, you know, yeah. you name it, yeah. right? If I'm a mechanic, I'm going to do that to, the, to God's glory. And so then also as Christians, when I need my plumbing fixed for something, I'm, call, I'm calling my buddy you know, Joe, who has his plumbing company, who's a Christ follower and I'm going to give my business to him. Yeah. So those are ways that we speak with our money that we don't have to yeah. patronize these other establishments. Yeah. So it goes back to this, you know, talking about kind of selling out to big government becoming yeah. dependent that we, we don't even realize how dependent we are and how much of a slave in a way we are to these big corporations. We want the convenience. So we, we sell out to it. So how do you fix that? Right. I mean, a lot of people will think about buy American. I mean, that's one way potentially because most of these big corporations are that way because they're getting a lot of cheap products, mm. um, which kind of goes contrary to the old, the old paths too, right? Yeah, it's disposable sure. stuff. It's, mm -hmm. you know, quick, easy, cheap. Mm. Um, and um, it doesn't last, right? It can't be passed down for generations. We've talked about this before. Like right. I, I you know, sometimes I wait a long time. I mean, see, Darren's guilty of, of this. So I'm going to call oh, him out a little bit. Oh, wow. Right? Look at this. Right? Darren sometimes wants Whoa. to get things fast and um, is w and will get a cheaper thing. And that's fine. I do it. I do it sometimes. But oh, there is part of me that really likes the idea of high quality. I'd rather save up money and painstakingly man. pick something that I think could last a long time. That could be you know, become almost an heirloom type of, you know, whether it be a piece of furniture or, or a gun or something like that, that could be passed down to my, mm. to my kids and stuff like that. And so I, I really appreciate that. I, I don't know if it's nostalgia or what it is, but I, like, I have my great grandfather's shotgun in the safe. I've got my grandfather's guns in the safe, multiple generations of hunted deer with those guns. And I think it's, I think it's cool stuff. Are, so. are you saying then my palmetto arms upper <laughs> is, is not going to last to, oh. to my children. So what you're no, it probably will, but okay. I, well, All right. whatever. Um, is, is it my, if it doesn't my, get taken away from you. Is it my cob pipe? <laughs> I shouldn't mention that because it's actually, it is off the record, but you know, <laughs> but then it's also not finished, but, uh, it was, it's my cob pipe. It's, well, anyway, uh, when I started calling you out, I, I lost track of where we were going with this. But Oh, the big companies. So how, how do you, one way like to... become a regular thing. You know, start looking at, you know, where where can you deviate from the Walmarts and the Amazons, right? Right. Uh, where can, how can we be supporting our local communities? No, not just by American, but by local. Local farms, healthier mm. food, far, you know, farm-raised eggs or, you know, free-range chickens, um you know, grass fed cattle, it's, it's healthier. You're supporting local farms so they don't sell out to, you know, to make a buck to, to build another Walmart yeah. in, in the field. Right. Um, 
you know, and and ideally, the Christian Christian run small local businesses yeah. and start really building up community because I think that's one thing of the old past that we've really abandoned. No sense of community. Sure. No no respect for you know generations. Um, we're not taking care of our our elders. Um, ship them off to a home. Yeah. Right. It's so common. Yeah. Because. Well, you know, and almost let the government take care of them, right? You know, Medi- Medi- Medicaid or Medicare or whatever will pay for them and, you know, Social Security or whatever, and well, they don't have to deal with it. You know, one thing that sometimes gets brought up is economically for a lot of families to shop at Walmart is, yeah. right, I can go there and get an or, or a Costco or something. Um, not, that, not that I think Costco is on the same level, Uh they're higher volume, but they could be better quality. Uh, but this search mm-hmm. for the cheapest at the same time, especially in food, we see there being the sacrifice of nutrition. Yeah. Um, yeah. These things that are you know, mechanically engineered, we uh, are genetically engineered, <laughs> uh, just the overproduction to where you've basically stripped something of most of its nutritional value when it's compared with something, you know, we've talked about Joel Saladin and and with his, his farming techniques um, and the comparisons when they, when they do tests on, you know, one of his eggs compared to a, a commercially farmed egg. Uh, So I think what we're seeing though is again, because the short term is I can get this food really cheap. We're not seeing that the long term is I'm not healthy. I'm, you know, yeah. uh, first of all, I'm not getting the n- nutrition I need. So now that I'm pumping full of vitamins or this and that and supplements. The pharmaceutical companies will come along and give you a solution. They'll, yeah, they'll okay. give me a pill and, you know, next thing you know, that pill next year, I'm going to need a different pill to counteract that pill. And so you're just on a on a cocktail of, of medicines. So uh, this is something that is really an, an an epidemic in our, in our country. You, when, where you see the rise, like, look, I'm, I'm not ancient. I'm 50, but I don't remember when I was a kid, kids with all these uh, dietary allergies, the the gluten, the dairy, um, all these things that are just, it, uh, unbelievable that nowadays we have, and then you hear about people that, well, I went to Italy and I could eat their bread. I could eat their pasta because they weren't using this hyper-processed yeah. uh, garbage that we're getting at our grocery stores. You know, they're, they're, they're using high-quality things from Yeah, so this move to field. cheap and convenient has has infiltrated every aspect of our lives. So everything that we consume from the food, the clothes, the consumer products, whatever, it's all in some way tainted by this and largely run by companies that have these woke agendas and, and all this other stuff. So again, back to, back to some of the solutions, right? Shop local or even start moving back to look at, um, what is this guy wave move back to the land or uh, yeah, get back uh, to the land, get back uh, to the land kind of movement. And it is getting uh, more and more popular. People are embracing that. Um, but the idea, you know, get some land, move out in the country a little bit. Yeah. You know, start a garden, do what you can with what you have. I mean, there's yeah. little, little things that you can do no matter what your circumstances are. And, and I think beyond the, the, the food or the lack of dependence on the, on the big companies, you also, I think there's really a spiritual element there, yeah. um, a peace. You know, a lot of people garden. I'm, I'm not a great gardener or, or love it that much, but working the land, you know, planting stuff and tending to the garden, um, you know, and uh, there's, there's a lot of um, relaxation, getting yeah. back to nature, really appreciation of what of god's creation and 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 the miracle of 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 you know growth and and life Mm. right just take the time to really see that it's it's 
so it comes back to like it takes time to do all these things true and maybe we need to do that right what are your priorities you're running around so fast going from here to there you know it's just flashing lights and busyness and then our relaxation so to speak is sitting down watching the same garbage on the television just bombard or, or on a device of some sort bombarding us with this stuff yeah. rather than getting out to nature hunting fishing mm. whatever you like you know these types of things gardening yeah so yeah wasn't so a, i went on a long rant there cord. john well, did you, have, you had something cute yeah. up here no i was just gonna go back to the the verse that was kind of uh precipitated this conversation because we're in part two so hopefully you listen to part one but if not uh what we're talking about is jeremiah 6 16 this is what the lord says stand by the roadway roadways and look ask about the ancient paths which is the way to what is good and then take it and find rest for yourselves but they protested we won't and so really what we're talking about with this give we're trying to uh lay forth the, the case to go back to what is good God's design, uh, and as you're living according to that design, as you're living according to that, you'll find rest for your souls. But it's important to recognize that Jeremiah is speaking to the people, and the people's response was, but we won't. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I think that's a lot yeah. of times that uh, you can, I mean, it's the old adage, you can lead a horse to water, uh, but you can see something that is the correct way, is the right way, is a healthy way, is a profitable way. But if it's something that could be the long way, uh, it's going to be avoided. Um, yeah, so I think that's, a, as we talk through solutions, because we want this to be a much more optimistic episode than sure. the last one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's important to remember that this can these changes can only be brought about through the Holy Spirit. God is going to lead mm. you in those paths. And you have to submit when he brings up, this is the way that you're going to walk. Even if you're starting to entertain these thoughts, if you're starting to think about them, uh, take one tangible step, um, and then God will start laying the next thing and the next thing. Um, but again, that's between you and the Holy Spirit. But if you're not being obedient to the Spirit, if your natural inclination is they say, well, I like it better when you just talk about the problems. I don't want to do the solutions. Yeah. You're not going to move forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're good at that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's something like, this is a conversation that's kind of been, it's going to probably seem a bit comical, uh, but I alluded to it in the last episode. Um, I mean, you can kind of see the humidor back here but uh gene and i both enjoy cigars um uh, we're working on john maybe with that uh but something also that we've kind of uh been picking up on a hobby pastime i don't know uh is is pipe tobacco and, and smoking pipes um and influenced by uh is it aaron harrelson I can't alan. alan alan harrelson Harrison, Harrelson, Harold, Haroldson, Harrelson. I, well, we're screwing it up. Anyway, we'll, we'll get it right. You should check <laughs> yeah, him out. It's the, pipe the pipe cottage. cottage. It's got um, an awesome accent. He is straight out of Gone with the Wind, but very smart man. Uh, PhD, I think, in history. Yeah. Uh, professor, uh, but Christian. He's Christian actually guy. thinking about going into full time ministry. I saw in one of his. Um, yeah, so I, I'm not exactly oh, yeah. sure what that all That's involves. That's what you do if but... you're on, on Fire Free God, remember? We talked about that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, right? That's right. Uh, but anyway, so we so one thing that, that he talks about that, that actually goes along with this is these old ways that smoking a pipe used to be something that you, we would see, right? The, I think back of Norman Rockwell you know, with his pipe and, and others. And uh, even as, as a younger person walking down the street and catching a whiff of a pipe. And this is something that's kind of gone by the wayside in, in many ways. And one thing that uh, the Pipe Cottage talks about is that this time is a, that the, the smoking of the pipe in one of his recent videos, he said, was not something that is intrinsically important, but it was more about what that is symbolizing and the time that he's spending while he's doing it. So while you're doing this activity, um, again, we're not saying that to, to get back to old ways, you need to smoke cigars or smoke pipes, but 
this is what he is choosing to, in his day, slow down, disconnect from the world and the problems, to block those things out, and he uses this time to focus on what he says are the things that really, truly matter. That it was, that's his relationship with the Lord. You know, is he being a good disciple, a good servant? Uh, his relationship with his wife, is he being a good husband? Is he treating her the way he should? Uh, and his relationship as a father to yeah. his children, uh, his relationship as a son to his parents. And so he uses this time, this 45 minutes to an hour, to meditate and to think on these things. And this is kind of, in some ways, what we're talking about um, as far as slowing down, it can be something like this. You know, if you, you know, if you're listening to this and, and you want to join us, we're welcome to more than welcome to have you. You can be part of our brotherhood of the leaf. Uh, if you want to smoke a cigar, smoke a pipe, um, and we'll sit around, we'll talk theology, uh, or whatever else, but it's these things that is not, are, are not fast food type of activities. Um, right. one thing I, I, I had gotten into, it, I just want to add that because, I mean, tobacco has definitely gotten, you know, I don't want to say a bad rap because maybe deservedly so. Tobacco companies have done a lot of stuff to, you know, poison yeah, people, sure, right, and 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 create addiction and all kinds of issues. So uh, I think that you have to be really careful. But but the the reality is, you know, pipes and cigars are not that addictive type of thing. Right. Like they're, they're not just carriers of nicotine and, and right. I mean, having a cup of coffee in the morning to me, it has caffeine, right? That's different than pounding five hour energy drinks all day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And in the same way, smoking a pipe after dinner, reflecting on your day, is very different yeah. than smoking two packs a day mm. or or um, vaping, which has now become such a rage with, with all the young youngsters yeah. and stuff. Sure. Um, it's just it's you know, it, it's just feeding a fix. Right. A nicotine fix, right. a drug addiction. That's not what we're promoting. No, not right? at all. And, and I mean and we can get in, you know, and there's other things to kind of get into particular health things like you know you don't inhale pipes or cigars like you do a cigarette yeah uh cigarette has 200 plus ingredients and carcinogens in it i pick up a if i take a cigar out of this humidor it has one ingredient tobacco a tobacco leaf and it's something that's not produced well some of those could be because there are some cheaper packs in there but most of them are done are something that's made by hand it's hand rolled. It's been uh, aged. It's something that's again been a process, awaiting. Yeah, yeah. It's it's same as a. Uh, I don't have any right here, but if you think of a whiskey or a bourbon, something that was put away in or wine in this cask for years before it's time to take it out and enjoy it, and you know, kind of where where we were going. Part of, part of this is finding that, that thing, finding something, incorporating something into your life. Um, like, Because uh, I know sometimes people can listen to things like this and it, it seems like you have to make this huge 180 in your life and, okay, now I've got to grow my own food and I've got to make my own clothes and I need to homeschool my kids. and I need. Yep. This kind of change that we're talking about, first of all, that would be... Some again, of that you fast. do need to do. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, but I don't know. it's something. big changes, but yeah, that's true. It's find something. Okay. If it's maybe, maybe even when you were younger, there was something that you used to do that now you're like, wow, it's, I have a heart. I, I don't have time, I don't have that for time it. That's right? always the excuse, right? I don't I mean, have time we, for it. We talked about, you mentioned hunting and fishing. Um, well, that takes time. It takes, and, and there may not be the yeah. result you want at the end. There's the guarantee. The results are not guaranteed. Hunting is very therapeutic that way. Well, fishing too. Sure. And I think, I mean, I've had instant gratification, not at all. And I've had amazing times in in a tree stand or out in the woods with no deer in sight, but there was nature surrounding me. Um, Mm -hmm. Leaves were falling. It was, it was almost like I have a movie 
right? There's like this yeah. mist in the forest and the all smells. the smells. Yeah, rustle of a little wind causes these leaves to fall. And it's like, wow, it. this is amazing. This is a, a ama- I mean, do you think, one thing I, I've always kind of, uh, I don't know, postulated for a big word is our disconnect from nature and the correlation between that and atheism and things like you don't find a whole lot of farmers or these people that are atheists that just don't believe there's no God. All right. These people that are out in nature more, it seems like as we've urbanized and disconnected from creation, it's easier to deny the maker when everything you're in is man-made man-made. Yeah. So you take, they take these people that are out there, you're out there in, in, in a forest and you, your ears become attuned to sounds that you haven't heard before. You hear birds in ways that you don't hear it. You're up there and you hear the smallest little animal that a squirrel will sound like a rhinoceros almost, <laughs> right? Rustling through these leaves. And you're like, my goodness, what is that? And this little squirrel pops out and you're, oh my goodness. Uh, but I think those those kind of things are therapeutic, but they have a divine uh, nature to them. Yeah, that I agree. God has put in us to yeah, be so connected. I, I to. think everybody should find something like this. I was thinking. I mean, so you, you've you've mentioned a couple of them, but something is. This is a simple one that everybody can do. Go for a walk. Ah, take yeah. a nice walk mm. with your your wife or your child or whatever in nature or by yourself for that matter, a time that's quiet to think, make sure it's in nature though, you know, walking. I mean, I, I guess there could be people listening that live in downtown city, you know, find a park, find a, find a place where, because I, I think it's different. Mm. You know, you got to get away from the noises of construction and cars and, right. and and just the chaos of it all and um and connect with the creator connect just the peace there's there's a peace there yeah. that's why i love hunting so much and i love especially love bow hunting yeah just because it's a time of year it's just a wonderful time of year in the fall you get up in a tree and most people think what do you do up in a tree all day you know sitting there or whatever but it's yeah it's a time to really disconnect with, yeah. with the hustle and bustle of the world. Yeah. You're almost we, forced to. Yeah, you're forced to. <clears throat> Which can be, I mean, we, we've kind of run into some of this with camping and having limited, you know, connectivity to things. And at first you're kind of like, uh. Well, that's another then, one, camp. Just can't just yeah. get out. Like you don't need to have, you don't need to glamp kind of like we do. Um, we, see, we see plenty of people in campsites with a little tent and you know some supplies it's relatively inexpensive and too, they're, to do they're having a great that. time they're having a great time yeah you know, in every one of these hobbies that we're talking about you run into really good people other mm. people like-minded people have great conversations I, i'm surprised since we've investigated pipe smoking almost every one of these pipe people are really um, they're they're thinking people, and and there's a large percentage of them that are Christian. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was very very interesting mm-hmm. to find. So, yeah, yeah. You've been like Josh like, through. No, no. I, I've been I've been trying to think of a, a verse or something that would articulate that because Proverbs is full of the diligent worker, right? The right. guy that that does his work well and stand before kings. That the Proverbs talks about um, really the idea of a craftsman. You know, mm. the, the guy that devotes himself to, because I think that's what we're seeing in our culture is everybody's, it went from a craftsman to a general worker to master, uh, jack of all trades, but master of none. Yeah. And now all of a sudden nobody knows what, what to yeah. do. Right. Yeah. And so finding those, you were talking about scotch, the guys that, that can take the skill and develop this over time and patience mm. and not only produce it, but then also have the theology to think about like, man, I can think about the master that I learned this from and the guy that taught him and how God ultimately gives us good and 
good gifts and that just rolls up into worship the the guy that's the carpenter the guy that builds the buildings or the cathedrals mm. not not the the mcmansions like you were talking about the cookie cutter stuff but the guy that can actually yeah. put time and effort sure into building his own home and then building it with his hands yeah. you know and and take that time like there's there's something to that that connects us back to god because it can't be easy because the soul doesn't like things that are easy um mm. proverbs thirteen four says the slacker craves yet has nothing but the diligent is fully satisfied the one mm. that is persistent the one that's taking the time that's necessary to develop this is fully satisfied satisfied it's the one that has his hands out constantly and people are filling in he's going ah that's not it that's not yeah it. that's not it yeah you know so mm. That's really, um, I haven't been, uh, America is a relatively young country when we compare ourselves to our our friends across the pond, uh, for our, our European listeners. Um, (laughs) so, uh, Hey, it's possible. Um, but uh, I, and I, I've not, I've never been to Europe. Uh, but, um, Nancy and I, we went out to Biltmore, Mm. uh, and, so you go through the Biltmore Estate, and you look at the carvings there, and you think that, wow, these guys sat there with whatever tools they had at this time. And I and I know even Biltmore is not relatively that old compared to other things, but um, I'm just using this for point of reference of laborers that were skilled craftsmen that could take this stone and make this architecture that's all the same. That's the thing that amazes me is that they can make these cornices and, and all these mm. things. And it's the same, like it matches. Uh, yeah, I know like for me, after some time, I'd be like, well, whatever, you know, it'd start off nice and intricate. And it would slowly work its way to not quite as intricate, but these guys labored on these things. And you think about right now, we're so much about production. And we look at the volume of our production to be the measure of, you know, do we do a good job? Well, how much did I make? As opposed to, well, what if I labored on one thing my entire life? And my entire life, I built one cathedral. Or not even the whole thing. Just yeah. part of it. Yeah, I mean, thinking about just the mass production, my brain automatically went to the Lord of the Rings. Because I'm working my way through the Cimmerillion with the boys. Oh, uh, wow. And the, That's some good stuff there. And it talks about the elves and men, and the elves devoted themselves to song and crafts and, yeah. and making beautiful ships. And yet, what's the picture of the orcs? It's, everything's just mass-produced. Think about the movies. And we got the fire pits. They're destroying nature. They're just churning out mm. stuff yeah. and stuff and stuff. Um, and we miss something about... God is a craftsman, that God takes his time, that God builds really beautiful things. Yeah. And we get to participate in that when we return to the old ways, when we take our time. It says something about God, not just that he makes stuff that's disposable, but he takes his time and energy. And it says something that he loves beauty and he loves these these things that are kind of, we don't really talk about in our culture anymore, which is the higher loves, things like art, things mm. like uh, poetry, mm. things like music, things like hunting. There's things that take, again, take time. I know I'm repeating myself, but there's just something to that. But we're, they, but we're living can, like the orcs where we're just churning stuff out and churning stuff out and destroying everything. And like, and it takes effort. It takes uh, diligence, um, uh, discipline, right? We, we think about these great works of art, these paintings that they would labor on for years. Uh, first of all, just to attain that skill, to get to that skill level, to 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 create this, but then also to th- sit there and work on something for that long, mm-hmm. we don't do that now. We have computers that can, you know, whip it up for us. And yeah, you know, I remember I was in. Um, I actually went to commercial art school, and this was right, kind of right around the dawn of uh, digital printing. This is so I I had to learn how to do all the typesetting and and copy layout by hand. Uh, so if it was like for either print things like newspapers or things like that, we'd mm. have to lay it out and, and have all that. And, and you did these uh, cut ambers is what they called it for where pictures would go. Um, and you really had to, you know, when you first start doing it, you know, your work is kind of, you know, sloppy right? The teacher's marking things off. And then as, as, as you go, you kind of pick up the feel of, you know, how hard do I cut through this? How much pressure do I put on these pens and, and things like this? Well, now that's gone right now. 
man, I can lay, I can have a whole magazine laid out in minutes. What used to take days to sit there and lay out and print and copy and proof and then run it again. And now, eh. yeah, I mean, definitely. I I think some technology for sure has, has been a wonderful blessing and and is a good thing um, in some of these areas. But um, there's also a lot that I think just leads to this consumerism and this disposable (coughs) and it's fast and we're just going to, like you said, churn churn this stuff out Mm. and not build anything of real lasting quality, nothing of real beauty. It's imitation. It's made to look beautiful. It's like, you know, instead of a beautiful solid wood table that could literally be there for generations, it's just particle board with a veneer to make it look like wood. Mm. Um, You know, I, I mean, this is probably, I I think most people think I'm weird because I just put hardwood floors in my house, right? Actual hardwood floors. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Where the trend now is that everything's synthetic. And and it's true that it actually probably lasts in many ways longer because it's not biodegradable. (laughs) It lasts in a landfill forever too, right? But, (laughs) but, um, but it's the, uh, I wanted that the the natural warmth and beauty and longevity of real wood. Um, you know, even if it gets scratched or whatever over time, you can refinish it, and you know, it could be there hundreds of years. Mm. Mm. Everybody loves those old houses that have the that were built, you know, here in the U.S. Right? Yeah, I mean, a really old house might go back to the. Eh, there's some maybe even in the 1700s, but. You know, 1800s would be, um, you know, in, in New England states and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And in like original hardwood floor, you know, original floors yeah. in them. And, and wow, that's something that's a prized thing. Yeah, yeah. Like but you, then they put up houses like literally overnight around here yeah. that people were paying hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars for. That like a seems like a good wind would just blow the thing down, <laughs> right? There's nothing of quality very little of quality it's it's again that idea of what what is it communicating about just how we see the world and how we see god so if it's something that takes time god is saying hey i build things that last i build things that are sure and that are stable and that are good and the imitation from satan is well i'm going to build fast quick and disposable yeah i'm just going to hit you with the numbers and and think about uh, Ephesians 2 10 says that we are his workmanship. Mm. We're his masterpiece. And he's not only created us to reflect him, but he's per, per made us to endure. Yeah. Um, and he's prepared good works for us to walk in things that will last beyond us that will be left to our children or our children's children. Um, and when we go back to the previous episode, when we forfeit that, when we, when we're essentially paying for our slavery, we handing over our, our responsibilities. We're not being able to participate in that. Yeah. We're not being able to take up the cause and really find going back to another episode, finding what we're really good at, mm. how God has gifted us. Like all this stuff, it comes together. It builds upon itself. And so we have to have that mindset of not just segmenting everything, but God God is communicating in and through us something mm. for his glory. And that's what the old ways are about. That's what the ancient paths are about. Like this works. This is not only for your good, but you'll find rest and it will last. Yeah. yeah you think yeah. about like, um, you know, to, to tie this back to cigars again, but, <laughs> um, you know, you think about Cuba, right? Yeah. When you see Cuba and you see all these guys driving around in these like fifties Chevys yeah. and stuff, right. Because of the embargoes and, and whatnot. Um, well, could they be driving around in the cars that we're putting out now? Now, granted, they're they're not the best in the best condition, <laughs> but yeah, no. When you look at, I mean, they they weren't computer operated back then, right? Carburetors and stuff, all mechanical parts, pretty, simple, a lot of steel, steel built, built like tanks. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, yeah. take take a look at your average car commercial. When I was a kid, my dad loved cars. Um, but cars were like works of art. You think of it like a fifties or sixties. Yeah. It wasn't just functional. It, it meant something. Now you look at your, your, your Teslas and they're all interchangeable. Mm. Yeah. What's the selling point? Look at, look at the uh, functionality of it. Look at the fact that it just, it just does something when you just churn it out, but there's no art to it. There's no message. There's no beauty. beauty. There's nothing to it. It's yeah. just stripped and it's just got to get from point A to point B. Yeah. You're saving the environment, but it looks miserable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the really sad thing, it made me think, you, you 
we were talking about disposable and you're talking about God's creation and think about people. Yeah. Right. Mm. I mean that, that we've even, we even treat people as disposable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Sure. Um, I mean, we can talk about abortion, right? That, that that's one, one element of it, but let's just talk what I said about putting, putting our elderly in homes, right? Not taking responsibility to care for them or, you know, even what's what's the term? What's the right? Not Euthan- Kevorkian, euthanizing, e- euthanizing, him. right? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. And again, that's built into just a functional worldview that says if people aren't able to just serve a purpose, if they're yeah. not able to just f- keep the cogs going of the greater society, then they have yeah. no. They're not productive. They're, they're not just productive. a drain. Right. Right. They're just and, a drain. And, and, right? and there is this idea of atheists. You know, we're just animals. Mm. We're just animals. We're no different than any other animal, right? We we have no higher value. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, I think it goes hand in hand with that, right? When you don't need it, when it, the animal's not productive anymore, right? The horse got a broken leg, can't pull yeah. a plow. You get rid of it. You shoot him. Yeah, I mean, right? sure. Feed him to the dogs, and we're treating people, yeah, like that. Um, but man. I mean, just. But just thinking about like the craftsmen and things that have value. I was watching a, a video recently of like the pizza places that kind of like started in New York and a lot of them are still using like ovens and stuff from like mm. 1900s. And it's just a sca- skills craftsman just ones. taking the giant spatula <laughs> and poking the pizza. Like he's developed a skill. You don't think the pizza guy, but the pizza guy is communicating something. He's like, this is a skill that I learned from my father. That he learned from his father. This is how we, we make beautiful and good pizza. But yeah. I just, you I mean, think of all the DIY shows. You're just watching people that have skills, and you're like, man, I wish... It's because God has yeah. gifted you to want to do something. And we want the fr- frozen right. tombstone pizza, right? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that reminds... When, when, uh, when I was in the coffee business, uh, we had a set of diners. Um, and, you know, of course, they went the way of many diners where they had to close up shop because of all... The, again, McDonald's and everyone else because... I can go to McDonald's and get a burger for a buck fifty. Why would I go to a diner and spend four or five? Uh, but I, I remember going there to get our coffee equipment, and I'm looking at his at his griddles, and some of them were the the top, the thick steel top was actually scalloped from all the years of cleaning that griddle top. Someone eating metal. <laughs> hey, Little bits at a time. That's how we got our. That's uh, how we got our, our minerals there. Um, but. But no, you know, you, you think about that, uh, just just the juxtaposition of God, the God's ways of beauty, of uh, you know, nature and things like this. Um, you know, Gene, when you're talking about abortion, I'm just thinking about the scripture that, you know, as, as uh, John uh, related to that were his craftsmanship, right? Mm-hmm. His masterpiece, yet the world wants to call it a parasite. That's inside a woman. And yeah, he knitted us be, together while we were in her womb. Right. Right. But in the world's view, that's a parasite that's sucking the life from this woman and yeah. should be ripped out. Yeah. And, and then and, and then once we're born, we're a parasite to, um, yeah. consuming the earth. <laughs> right. And damaging the earth. Yeah. yeah mother so that's earth. another another um, worship of of the of the planet. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and and you know not to and I'm not a a tree hugger or anything like that. But when we do look at the consumerism, we look at the packaging, right? We have issues with, you know, uh, uh, trash um, dumps and things like that mm-hmm. because ever, cause we're so overpackaged, right? Because we don't, we're not going down to the butcher and, and getting this piece of meat that was cut, that morning or the day before. Um, no, we're getting things that are in plastic that's inside yeah. another thing of plastic that's in another package. And now we have to deal with all this packaging. Yeah, uh, and the stuff's not natural, so it's not biodegradable. It's not going, it. it's not going anywhere. Yeah. So we see these effects, especially long-term. We've talked about uh, eating cheap versus eating healthy. Um, but then also eating cheap is the production of the overpackaging which is overfilling the landfills and so on and so forth. Again, getting us dependent on government to come pick up our trash. Who's going to take care of my trash? Mm. I need this company to come pick up my trash. 
So there I am. <laughs> I'm 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 buying all this stuff that's packaged. Now all this packaging has to be taken somewhere. So now I need this company. Maybe the government, depending where you live, can be part of the of the county you're in to come take my stuff and take it away. So again, it's like one more area where we give up a little bit of freedom too, uh, in the sake for the sake of either convenience um, or comfort. So yeah, yeah. So we touched on a lot of the. I, we wrote some notes about some of the stuff we brought up in the last episode, and I think one that we might need to touch on because mm-hmm. I'm assuming that we've we've gone probably 40 minutes or so. Yeah, already, we're 50 minutes right now. 50 minutes. 50 yeah. minutes. So why don't we wrap up with this one? I'm thinking is the the idea of youth. You you started talking about that <laughs> or um, age, okay, and the age yeah. segregation and youth and what what that has done to uh, our culture and also to church. And so what are, what are some ways, cause that that's really ingrained yeah. in us now. What are some ways that we could uh, kind of start breaking that down again and, uh, and eliminate some of those effects of the evolutionary theory impact mm. and, and the division of, of ages. Yeah. Just thinking, um, corporate worship shouldn't be divided. Mm. worshiping as families uh, and again i'm not don't take this conversation as though we're anti-special i don't know special interest group so if you have like us you're a senior saint you want to have a couple senior saints over silver senior saint silver saint, saints that, silver saint silver saint yeah, check what, do, do i fall into that that's pretty silver but have them over you know what i mean two but, years but no one's saying that the kids can't hang out with kids but but be more intentional about investing in other people have the younger people over younger people have older people over married have the single singles have like your Titus really paints this picture that you're to do life together and across all stages and that you're to be teaching one another and learning something from one another and sharing your wisdom number of parents need the wisdom of our silver saints to be like oh yeah I your situation looks different but here's the, the, the spiritual issue that's at play in your child. Here's how we rode this out. Here's how we navigated this. You know, it, it, so one of the things that you can do is just worship corporately together. Um, and just, cause I think that really helps the church to see like, oh my gosh, there's a brother or sister over there just starting out. And, or there's this couple that's finishing well. Yeah. And it, it just does something to you when you can Absolutely. see it. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially families with their children. Um, your your children need to see you praying. Your your children need to see you singing. Uh, your children need to see you sitting there, listening, taking notes. Yeah, right. Take example from that. You know, one thing that this is kind of I thought about right now, especially like if you're out there and you're listening to this, you're a younger person. You have an opportunity right now that year by year is disappearing because of a generation that is disappearing that we still have people that have lived through some incredible experiences. If it was Vietnam, if it was some things like this, that they're going away and that wisdom is going away. And unfortunately we're not cultivating quite the same uh, wisdom right now. Like Mm. I would rather sit and talk to someone who went through you know, I, 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 we see this um, in counseling. I've seen it with younger people that they they lack a broad perspective of of history. Um, they're they have access to greater amounts of information, but they don't have um, kind of like the proper uh, filter to 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 take it through. So um, when things ha- were happening with Russia and Ukraine, right kids were seeing this stuff and like, oh my goodness this is going to be this big thing it's like well relax okay mm-hmm. we've seen wars before we you know we've even gone through bigger things that look like it could have went far worse than what it did and these are things that wisdom gives you is a perspective on world events when you see them happen um that kids don't have but now they have access to knowing these things because of social media right they see these events and it's like oh my goodness did you see what happened over here it's like it's all right it's gonna be okay and we have a generation though that has lived through cuban missile crisis that has lived through uh again vietnam korea and and various other hardships that we can learn from that young people should really sit under and learn from how they went 
through this. All right. You want to talk about, you know, racial issues. We have people that lived through, you know, yeah. the high schools, the integration, segregation. And yeah. Like all, yeah. All those kind of things. And unfortunately it's not to sound mean, but those generations are dying off and we're never going to have that again. And we're not going to have that opportunity. Do you want to sit down? You know, who would you rather sit down at the feet of, uh, this person who, who, who made it through Korea and this, or someone talking about, I remember the pandemic of 2020, that was a tough one, <laughs> right? Like, so it's, it's, it's almost like before when we talked about hard times, making hard men and those kind yeah, of things. Yeah. A lot of these people that lived through these hard times are going away and, and, and our, and our younger people are missing that opportunity to learn from their wisdom and to kind of soak that in. Yeah, the great verse is Proverbs uh, sixteen thirty one. It says, "Gray gray hair is a glorious crown, and it is found in the ways of righteousness." Yeah, and so even as a church culture to value that getting older is not something to be feared; it's something to be celebrated. Yeah, you know that's what corporate worship is supposed to do. We're supposed to be valuing, showing what we value, what we love, what we want to emulate, so that you can take it into your home and start practicing it. Um, there's just such a, a huge emphasis, as we've talked about earlier, just on youth. Uh, when the pastor gets to a certain age, he has to retire because we want the next youthful guy to keep mm. things going rather than the guys that are constant and steady mm. uh, that you can be like, man, that dude, to your point, has seen some stuff. He's lived through some stuff. Yeah. He can help me navigate stuff in my own life rather than just like, all right, he's old, get him out. Yeah. Get the next talented guy up there and just yeah. churning and churning. You look churning. at someone like MacArthur, right? He's oh, been yeah. doing this for, what, 50 years? Yeah. He's in his 80s now. Man. The stuff he's seen and, and preached through. He's, yeah, he's preached through, through all of it. Um, I'm thinking of like Doug Wilson. I think of like Tom Askell down in Florida. Like these sure. are guys that are John Piper, yeah. uh, guys that are probably going to, Lord willing, die in the pulpit. You yeah, know, that's, a, that's what they want. They want yeah. to finish well in the pulpit. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And then the next guy will step in and be like, I'm. I need double portion yeah. of the Lord's Spirit to even do half of what he did. Sure. Yeah. I so, mean, you think about that too. We've kind of touched on this. Not, I don't want to belabor this point, but worship as far as music, right? A lot of it is let's follow the new thing. Let's follow these new trends. Let's have the latest and best yeah, of this yeah. and that. Hymns are like hymns. What is that? That, that old fogey stuff, hymns. But those hymns have been there. Those have stood the test of time as well. Not to mention the Psalms. Yeah. A, a yeah. great yeah. album that I'm listening to right now on my Spotify is Brian Sauvé. Yeah. The dragons will praise him. And he's, he sings the Psalms. He's a, yeah. And it's all set to like, you can get the guitar in there. You can get the banjo, yeah. you can get whatever you want, the drums, all your modern stuff. But man, when you hear him sing the Psalms and yeah. you're like, man, that the Psalms are the songbook of the church. And when you roots it in you and you're like, man, I can I can relate to this. This will steady and constant me make me constant and consistent, man. That just does something to you rather than an earlier episode where you can't even tell is this a, a pop song or is this a church song or am I yeah. riding my emotions? I need to be steadied. And that's yeah. what the old ways are about. It's about steadying you and tying you. Uh and realize because with youth there's there's the emphasis on now. We talk about nineteen eighty four, everything being judged by now. That's the wrong standard. Like the, the old ways root you in a time and a place and, and you're, you know where you are and you know where your time is and, and how you're tied to something greater. Cause that's what our culture wants. You're hearing the youth. Like we want to have movements and see revivals and do all this stuff. But yet if you can just find your place in God's design and his story, man, you're, you're set and you're good. If that yeah. makes any sense. No, no, I think that really is, um, some good advice there. Um, I just wanted to say one other thing about church because I'm sorry you were, <laughs> he did it, I did it again. Step it on the outro. Like, Step yeah. it on the outro. No, well, because this thing is about the children's church or something like that, youth right? Ministry, youth ministry. Youth yeah. ministry. So, right. I mean, this is like there could be a place for when we call child like a some children's ministry of some sort, maybe sure. up to right. a certain age, right? It used to be I called mean, Sunday school, right? Yeah. There, <laughs> Like so, we're not saying that you have to abolish that all altogether. But then, when you start adding on to where you're literally, you have the the young from the time they're babies until yeah, they're twenty right. years old, yeah, practically in a different church, so to speak. Yeah. 
Like that, there's no, like, you know, I don't know what the right age is. And, and, you know, ideally from the time they're babies, they need to learn how to, to be respectful, how to be quiet, how, how to, um, yeah, like you brought up about seeing their parents, right? Ideally we want to do it young, but I could forgive, you know, you know, terrible twos or whatever, you know, and somebody's watching, watching the young ones, but you've got 12 year olds and stuff. Yeah. They should be in the regular church service. Yeah. There's absolutely, in my opinion, no mm. reason. Yeah, my- so if you're an adult, if you're an adult with these age children, that's one thing you should do. Yeah. Bring yeah, them my, into the church in. service. My 10 year old worships with us. Um, yeah. My five, my six and five year old or soon to be five year old worship with us. Now they get dismissed halfway through the service, the younger kids, but my 10 year old, cause he gets like a Sunday school hour and then, um, he's there through the whole worship and mm. we're, we're yeah, parenting awesome. in the pew, which is, I know is inconsiderate or not inconsiderate, but, uh, can be a hassle sometimes if you're focused on yourself, but that's the way you train up your child. That's the way you do Deuteronomy six is it can't, the worship service isn't about meeting your felt needs. It's about teaching you how to live godly. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I think something that he pointed out in this book. Um, this was, uh, Christopher Schlecht, uh, critique of modern youth ministry. Um, was the perspective used to be these were little adults, right? It's not, but it's not yeah. just kids, but these are little, soon to be. They're yeah, I mean, think about how kids were, were expected to act. That's, like that's my yeah. little man. They were that's learning right. how to do my it. My little woman. Like, that's how the kids were referred to. Like, yeah. you, were, you were teaching them, hey, growing up is something to be sought after. Yeah. Not just like, all right, stay in immaturity forever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, I see. I, I just got one last point. Okay. I just got one last point. I want to do, uh, <laughs> not so that we're experts, but just a personal story. Uh, when we began the homeschooling thing about a, uh, in the fall, our lives have completely changed because we took that one t- tangible step. Going back to earlier, not knowing where to go uh, and seeing my wife now, uh, we're doing canning. She made her own mayo recently. Yes. Um, Amen. Nice. I'm thinking through like, I have my, my own job from eight to four, um, thinking through side businesses, things like that, taking advantage, like mm. DoorDash, because I can do DoorDash on my way home, but that gets me started. That's an extra source of income, thinking about how things that I do well, like cleaning cars, vacuuming out cars, yeah. mowing lawns. Like those are things that you, tangible things that you can do that will get you on that path of like, becoming a craftsman and thinking through like, all right, what can I excel at? What can I really do well? And not not seeking after comfort, which is what a lot of us like to do. We just want the quick and easy so we can spend the rest of our days just in Mm. the sofa or doing nothing. That's even how we parent, but that's a whole nother episode. Mm. Um, But tangible steps, because I don't want everybody to think that we're we're always pointing out um, what's wrong. Like we are in our own lives practicing these things. So be encouraged by that. All right. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Very good. That's what, yeah, talk to this guy about investing in... Yeah, I, you, I was, know, you can I, maybe I be a slumlord. I like want him. to say more, but <laughs> but creating multiple sources of income, especially sources of income that don't depend on your time anymore, mm. that is that can be huge. Okay, so uh, I can go to the outro now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All we're right. done. They're it's tired not, of listening. It's not going to be as smooth <laughs> as it normally is when I just hop in and start talking. But um, you know, again, we're hoping that you're encouraged. Uh, by this, we don't, you know, we don't ever want to seem like we're coming across, like we have it all together, um, or that everyone else is doing it all wrong. Um, I know that it can be very overwhelming when you're looking at, uh, some things like this and you think, where do I start? But I think really what we're saying is you look at things in your life and look at what is it that you can do to, first of all, have some of your own independence, um, to not have uh, these big corporations or let alone the government uh, have this kind of control over you, uh, but also find something that is going to help you connect more with the things that really matter. You know, uh, taking that time for, you know, say, med- I'll use the term med- meditation, I'll, but those times where you put things aside. Um, if it's some hobby, some little pastime, if it's woodworking, if it's fishing, if it's walking, something like that, I think that was a great suggestion. That's something most of us can do. Um, spend that time to focus on the Lord, 
your relationship, things that we, sh- we should be doing. Um, take these things one step at a time and start to incorporate some of these into your, into your life. Um, but, and, and if it is cigars or pipes, hit us up. You can become a brotherhood of the leaf, uh, Providence men's club, um, <laughs> is, is, is what that'll be. So, uh, again, we've got stuff to get you started. Um, but no, seriously though, let us know if there's anything you want to hear from us, um, or suggestions, comments, concerns, anything like that. We thank you guys so much for being with us, listening to us, uh, jabber on here for an hour. Um, and just, uh, Hope that this is a blessing to you, and we will see you guys uh, next time.